is the Gridiron Guys Podcast with Anthony Stalter and Super Bowl champion Kerry Davis. Driven by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Welcome back to Gridiron Guys. It's the podcast dedicated to football with Super Bowl champion Kerry Davis. I'm Anthony Stalter. The NFL draft is now behind us. Offseason, including trades, Kerry, is yeah. now behind us. And before we get into division by division looks, and we will be doing that in upcoming podcast, mm-hmm. I wanted to play a game today centered on the QB position. Okay. Let's play love it, hate it, or we'll see with I'm each quarterback it. change. You like Let's that? Yes, sir. All right. So why don't we – we won't waste any time. Let's start off with the biggest move this offseason, and that was Aaron Rodgers being traded from the Packers to the Jets. We've break it, we broke down the compensation going mm-hmm. to the, the Packers. We've talked about the different storylines. But now let's talk about actual how this impacts the division, the AFC East in this case. Love it, hate it, or we'll see on Aaron Rodgers. I actually love it. I love it for Aaron Rodgers. I love it for the Jets. Um, we talked about this team being a team on the rise, on the ascend, and you got – the offensive rookie of the year. You got the defensive rookie of the year. You got a running back in Brees Hall who would have potentially been the offensive rookie of the year had he not gotten hurt. Uh, you expect him to come back full force, ready to go. The The question they added, Alan Lazard, uh, a Green Bay Packer from from past that Aaron, Roger know, Aaron Rodgers knows really well. I think the thing that's going to be intriguing is to see how well they're able to protect up front. They're in a division with the Bills, who have been the, the the clearing away favorite for the last couple of years. The Patriots, who are still trying to figure some things out post-Tom Brady. Um, and, and then you got the Miami Dolphins with a, a healthy Tua. Looks like they could be a really, a really good team. But this New York Jets team in this division, I love the fact that they went out, gave up some things to get Aaron Rodgers because they know what this team and what this roster has in place for, for a good quarterback. You know, you got to love it. You have to. Look at it from the Jets' perspective. Now, I, I can talk about how the, the Jets are getting a quarterback potentially that his play dropped off a year ago. Mm-hmm. I, it did. And I don't think it's just because the Packers didn't surround him or Matt LaFleur or whatever. Whatever excuse you want to make up for Aaron Rodgers, the bottom line is he and the Packers had every opportunity after playing well in the second half of the season to clinch a playoff spot at home. Lambeau Field. Yeah. I I essentially count that as as a home playoff loss for Aaron Rodgers. And those started to mount in his final years in Green Bay. That said, when you got Zach Wilson and you have Joe Flacco or a year ago Mike White yeah. as your starting quarterback and you have a defensive-minded coach, you have to nail this spot and you have to do it with a veteran. Mm-hmm. And the premier quarterback that was available this offseason, we can talk about Lamar Jackson, he, he resigned with the Ravens. He didn't move. And we can talk about whether or not he could have been available and all that stuff. But the bottom line is we knew that Aaron Rodgers was available. We knew the Packers wanted to trade him. And the Jets made the move. They bring in a guy that has won a Super Bowl and has gotten to his teams to a ton of playoffs. You have to love the move if you're the Jets and you haven't had a stable quarterback now since Mark Sanchez in 2009 and 10. That's a long time. It, it is a long time, and that's a franchise that has been in need of just great football players. They, they haven't had you know one of those seasons that you talk about for a long time, and, and Mark Sanchez is, is, was, was a good quarterback in his own right, but Aaron Rodgers is, is much better. He's a, a, a multiple, multi, multi-time MVP, so I, I think having him on the roster is definitely going to solidify what they've been missing for a long time. 
the thing that I have, I know everyone says, well, Aaron Rodgers stunk last year. He didn't perform well. We have to take into consideration how slowly that team started, specifically with those young receivers who took a while to figure out exactly what they were going to do. Alan Lazard, if I'm not mistaken, was hurt early in the season, so he missed some time as well. Uh, when he came back around, they were able to get some things solidified, and they grew up. That that receiving core grew up, and you saw a much better team now. You brought to the point that they had an opportunity to make the playoffs in Detroit. Or were they at home that game? They're at they home. were at home, at home uh, against Detroit and did not take care of their business. But all in all, I, I'm not ready to just do away with Aaron Rodgers based off of last season numbers. I think there were a lot of other factors that led into why he didn't have the the ghastly numbers that we're accustomed to having him having. But I think going into this year, you know, you get Garrett Wilson in his second year, you get a healthy Brees Hall back, a running game, which obviously helped him a lot in, in Green Bay having mm-hmm. those two running backs. Uh, I think he's going to be the best version of himself Will he be a, a an MVP candidate? I don't know. I don't know if he'll be there, but I think with the weapons that that team has, I think he's going to be really good. Two more two more notes on this. One, credit the Lions. I don't want to just make it about the Packers yeah, losing. Yeah, the the, they, line, the they, Lions took it. And they didn't have anything to play for at no. that point because Seattle would have had to have lost for them to have a chance to make the playoffs. The only thing that they had in front of them was keeping their division rival out of the playoffs, and right. they played their butts off and kept Green Bay out. They found their motivation. They, yep. they found out that they wouldn't make the playoffs like an hour, maybe an hour and a half before yeah. they they actually took the field. So credit the Lions for going in there and, and earning that victory. So, again, I don't want to take it away just by saying that Aaron Rodgers and the Packers blew their opportunity. The only other thing I'll say, too, about those receivers, Rodgers is culpable. He, he, didn't, he didn't invest the offseason time. He did not. <laughs> when he came to this, he knew the young receivers. He decided to to stay away, and they're voluntary. They're yeah. okay. They're voluntary, but you're the quarterback, right? So they're they're really mandatory, especially when you have a young wide receiving core like the Packers did. But it's water under the bridge. He's now a Jet. You and I both love it from the Jet standpoint, and that's how we're looking. That's how we're viewing it. Right. I'm also viewing a the similar situation with the Saints, who signed Derek Carr this off season. If you're the Saints and you have Andy Dalton and you have Jameis Winston and you're trying to bridge the gap between Drew Brees, a surefire Hall of Famer, to whoever your next franchise quarterback is, and you have a talented defense and your offense still consists of, for the time being, Alvin Kamara and some of those pieces uh, with with the Saints. They, they Mickey Loomis, the GM, does a great job of constantly having a pretty good offensive line, good pass rushers. Mm-hmm. The quarterback spot has been this merry-go-round since Drew Brees retired. Yep. Taysom Hill has been in there as well. I don't. don't Derek Carr is a very good quarterback. Don't remind me about Taysom. Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, it's a fantasy football thing. He's taking away points from Allen. Oh, from, uh, okay. There you Alvin go. Kamara. I was about to say, what is you know a BYU fan? What's what's the deal? Uh, nah. Let's do with Taysom Hill and Kerry Davis. For for me, Kerry. I think Derek Carr is a very good quarterback. Yep. I don't think he's a great quarterback. I don't think he wins a Super Bowl. But the Saints, knowing, again, that they, they've got to fill the, the most important spot, did so with a quarterback that, that led the Raiders at one point to a, a playoff appearance, somebody that, under John Gruden two years ago, performed at a high level. Josh McDaniels take, takes over, and it just, it just didn't work out. I don't, again, I don't think that I – think, I think Derek Carr is who he, who he is. I think he's very competent. I think he's good. In that division, the Saints, to me, should be the division leader. They should be the team to beat. I love it. I don't think they win big time. But 
you you're not going to be in a spot to draft your next franchise quarterback where the Saints were selecting in the first round this year. They had to bring in a veteran, and they do very well to bring in Derek Carr. So, again, I love it. So, for me, I, I love it as well. But I, I'm going to go and give Derek Carr a little bit more love than you. He has been, you know, year after year on a team with terrible defenses. He has been very uh, true. Good point. Not, not, not having that that defense. He's had to have a lot of comebacks in his, in his career um, when he was with the Raiders. You go to New, New Orleans, and they have a defense that's top five in points allowed, top I think 10 in points per game. You're looking at a defense that has has figured some things out and they have been very good defensively, you know, throughout the past couple of years. So, I think with having him there, if you get a healthy Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara there for the entire year, we're still, you know, don't know what's going to happen with the with the trial and the charges that he received yeah. in Las Vegas last year. Um but you got a you got a quarterback who has so many weapons. You spoke about Taysom Hill. He's a he's a Swiss Army knife that can do so many things whether it's playing quarterback, <laughs> a tight end, running back, he line up in the slot, whatever you need him to do. You got two guys in the, in Alvin Kamara and him that are able to do that. There's a lot of weapons on this offense that I think when you're – I didn't even bring up Chris Olave, who, mm-hmm. who also had a very good rookie year. You got a lot of guys that can do a lot of things, but the most important factor for Derek Carr and the reason why I love his his transition to quarterback of the New Orleans Saints is because of the defense. And knowing that if I get a lead, we're not necessarily going to give up that lead and be in a position where I got to fight and come back or we're going to lose that game. And, and I think he just gets a bad rep because of his win-loss record. But when you look at the defense not playing complimentary football with him and the offense, that's part of the reason why he hasn't had as much success as, as you would think he should. No, Kerry, I think you nailed it. I think, that's, I think that's a great point. Derek Carr himself has got to figure out, and I don't know how much of this was Josh McDaniels or him, but Kerry, he's got to get back to the guy that, that had a 7.9 yards per attempt average in back-to-back years when he was in Oakland in 2019 and 2020 so nearly an eight average yard per pass attempt this is somebody that I think has has been especially early in his career was a bit checked down Charlie Mm -hmm. game on the line big big moment needs to happen and he'll take the safe completion that nets him five yards when he needs seven and I, I I get the yards after catch aspect, but that's on the quarterback as well. That's a Joe Montana, Bill Walsh thing. Right. Lead the, lead the wide receiver. Don't just dump it off and and they got to break th- three tackles. And I think Derek Carr again earlier in his career was that guy. Then he gets 2019 and 2020 version 7.9, 7.9. 2021 7.7 yards per attempt at last year 7 yeah. 0. That won't cut it. Yeah. He cannot be checked down Charlie right. and win multiple playoff games. So that I think is going to be his next thing. I think you also had to take. A into consideration how many coaches has he had in his career I mean he he you had the John Gruden thing you had Rich Bisaccia you brought in Josh McDaniels you you've in the last four to five years it's been a a, a turnstile of just coaches coming in OCs there's a lot of different terminology a lot of different philosophies that you're trying to learn and pick up so if you can get a place and and hopefully you know we can we can see the version of Derek Carr that led them to the playoffs and he was injured and couldn't play you can see that version of him where he is a really, really good quarterback on a really talented team around him, take care of the football. If he's checking the ball down to Alvin Kamara, I'll take it because a (laughs) five-yard check down to that guy could be a 25-yard pass play. Let's use him, though, this year, Gary. I would, listen. A year ago. I don't, what was that? I don't know what that was. That's why when you said Taysom Hill, I almost chewed through the microphone because there were so many times where Taysom Hill was getting those runs, and I'm like, oh, Alvin Kamara could do that. Why aren't you using him? 
they're taking them, them off the, in the field. backfield. They're taking them off the field for Mark Ingram. Bring them, put them both in the backfield, and let them do what they can do. Yeah. I, I figure it out. It, be be intelligent about your best players being on the field and allowing them to be the superstars that they are. And if New Orleans decides to make that decision with what they have, again, a healthy Michael Thomas is a dangerous animal for any defense. You got weapons completely all around that that team. And so I'm really excited for Derek Carr in this offense. And I'm hoping, like I said, injuries aside, he stays healthy. The offense stays healthy. They protect him, keep him clean. He's going to take care of the football and if that defense plays complimentary football, watch out for this New Orleans team in the in the NFC South because they could get they could win this thing running away. So we're playing love it, hate it, we'll see. And this is not just like the quarterback. We're not saying we love the quarterback. We're, we love the situation. The situation. We love, we love that te- quarterback. Exactly. Yeah. We love what the team did based on what either they had over the last couple of years or like – what the Jets have had basically the the entire existence of their franchise, not not named uh, Joe Namath, right? Yeah. So <laughs> we're not just talking about whether or not we like the quarterback because I'm sure you'll listen to Kerry and I uh, uh, on Gridiron Guys or if you listen to either of our St. Louis-based radio shows. I, I Aaron Rodgers, to me, like personally, there's not a lot of athletes I root against. He might be one of them. <laughs> uh, I'm fully, I'm fully admitting this. But when it comes to the Jets needing a QB, you couldn't, you couldn't have done much better. You don't, you don't like darkness rooms. I, I just darkness just, retreats. You know, Carrie's not relatable to me. <laughs> So I'll just leave it so at that. So you're saying you're not going to spend three days in the dark without I don't a think phone. I'm going to spend three days in the okay. dark room, no. Uh, I, do you? Do you? No, I, I mean, that sounds like a jail sentence. I'm okay. Yeah, there pass. you go. Fine. Fair <laughs> enough. That's Kerry Davidson, Anthony Stolzer. Let's, so let's talk about the team that Derek Carr goes from, which is the Las Vegas Raiders, because they signed Jimmy Garoppolo. This Ooh. is a we will see for me. What about you? It's a, I hate it. Really? I, I think you, you downgraded. I, I don't think – Based off of Jimmy G's injury past, the 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 offense that he had around him in San Francisco. Again, we talk about New Orleans and the studs that they have. You got those studs in 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 San Francisco, and it's it's it allows you to be the best version of yourself when you're healthy. But he's often injured. They they in speaking of they, I'm talking about the the Oakland Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders. Now no longer have. Who is their star? Darren Waller is no longer there. Who are you? Who, who Devontae are you? Adams. Devontae Adams. And he, does he want to be there? I mean. He probably wants to be in New York He now. probably wants to be with his with his guy. You you bring Devontae Adams in. He leaves Aaron Rodgers. He goes in and gets to be with his college teammate. And now his college teammate doesn't even finish the last two games in Derek Carr. So you, you're an organization that is trying to figure some things out. Darren Waller, as I said, is no longer there. Hunter Renfro, Josh Jacobs, you know, you didn't want to re-sign him going into his – you didn't want to pick up his fifth-year option. Yeah. You got a lot of things going on in that in that Las Vegas uh, organization that I don't think is conducive for a for Jimmy G to have success. For me, it's a will see because I for, for Jimmy G, I agree with the San Francisco aspect of it. You got Kyle Shanahan calling the plays and all that. You've got a lot of weapons. I don't mind the weapons that, that Vegas has. I'm not somebody that says you need 14 wide receivers to, to succeed. Mm-hmm. You got you got a true number one in Devontae Adams. The, Hunter Renfro is a fine slot receiver. Jacoby Myers, they picked up. He's he's fine as a number two, whatever. You don't to me again, you don't you don't need to have 14 receivers. You need a, a legit number one that can draw a lot of the attention away and then you need somebody to scheme open some of these receivers you signed austin hooper fine tight fine tight end he's bounced around a little bit now but he's a fine safety blanket and they also they also drafted michael mayer in the second round out of out of notre dame josh jacobs is still the center the, the key of, of the, to that offense 
The reason why I say we'll see is that, one, you mentioned the health aspect of it. He mm-hmm. hasn't been healthy over the last couple of years, so we'll see if he can stay healthy. If he does stay healthy, Jimmy G is more than competent. I mean, you don't you don't get to a Super Bowl by accident. You don't play in multiple NFC Championship games by accident. Right. And when the 49ers, when they inserted him back into their offense last year when Trey Lance got hurt very early, all of a sudden it's like, thank God Jimmy G's back. I th- there's something to that. But the defense, as you mentioned with Derek Carr, Kerry, the defense is not good. So can he... Can he win shootouts now? Because that's mm. essentially what he's going to have to do. And that, I think, is a big question mark. I don't mind the fit. I, if he can stay healthy, I think he's competent. But is he going to elevate the Raiders at that position? I think the point that you made about whether or not they, they actually upgraded that position is well made. So I, I, the reason why I'm not sold and why I say I hate it for the Raiders is because you spoke about the talent of that San Francisco team. He didn't start last year. Trey Lance did. And then guess what? He got hurt, and guess what happened? Brock Purdy went on and took him as far as he could take him before he got hurt. It it doesn't matter in that San Francisco <laughs> offense, Anthony. I, I can I, play in it. Maybe. You and I <laughs> might be able to hand the ball off to Christian McCaffrey or throw a, a, a smoke a, screen a, to Debo. To Debo. <laughs> I think I could do that. It might one hop, but it's, it, it, <laughs> just stand behind me and it's a lateral. You can catch it and keep going. So I, I'm 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 not thrilled with the the pickup of Jimmy G, especially in that division. You have a division where you have Patrick Mahomes, you have Justin Herbert. If it was Sean Payton going to Denver, maybe, hopefully, prayerfully, everyone in Denver gets to see the best version of Russell Wilson. I don't love the pickup because I don't think, if anything, it's a lateral move from the quarterback you had, and maybe even a step lower mm-hmm. than what you had in Derek Carr. That's the only reason why I don't think I don't think it's going to work out for him. All right, so we're playing love it, hate it, we'll see, and we're we're focusing on quarterbacks that changed the landscape of their their team this off season, and we will get to some quarterbacks that are new. They're going to be rookies. Yep. Uh, but let's let's stick with some of these offseason moves. I, I think we can move kind of quickly here as we go back to the NFC South. The Buccaneers are going with Baker Mayfield, and they are rolling the dice with Kyle Kyle Trask. I hate it because where else you gonna where else you gonna go? You you had the goat. You 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 went all in for when you had Brady, and you should have went all in with Brady. You signed all these guys on both sides of the ball to make multiple runs at a Super Bowl. You won one. You went to multiple playoffs. You couldn't couldn't win after that. The wheels fell off. But that offensive line is dreadful. Yes. there's a reason why Tom Brady was getting the ball. Out of the <clears throat> he was. This is somebody that's not mobile, and he knows playing behind a bad offensive line, you got to get the ball out. Baker's not going to have that same for that that same knowledge, that same football IQ. Obviously, I'm not taking a dig at Baker. It is yeah. what it is. Same thing with Kyle Trask. That is a full rebuild with a pretty talented roster in certain areas. I mean, there you're still going to have Mike Evans. You're still going to have Chris Godwin. Yep. You're still going to have those some of those pieces defensively. But look, you took a major step back at the quarterback position, and until they, I mean, this. This is tanking without tanking, Kerry. They're going to have to get the number one <laughs> overall pick or be in that top top five so they could take the quarterback of the future. Otherwise, I I hate it because it's kind of default at this point with the Bucs. Yeah, this team has uh, it has changed drastically. Obviously, Tom Brady not being there. Leonard Fournette is gone. You, you still have Mike Evans. You still have Chris Godwin, as you spoke about. But you don't have 
the the quarterback or the ability. Baker Mayfield, I think, is a nice guy. I think he's a good guy to be around. I would want to hang around Love the Baker. Commercials. I think that those commercials are hilarious. You know, <laughs> trying to get into the Brown Stadium, forgot your code, your key, whatever. It's funny to me. I love it. I love his personality. I think he's a great human being and has fun playing the game. I don't think he's going to lead this franchise to a playoff victory or a playoff run at all. They're not going to have a winning season. You you think they'll be below 500? Oh, yeah. So then I hate it. (laughs) 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 It it was always going to be I hate it, but I really hate it. If you stand pat and don't try to go get a quarterback, there was talks that maybe they drafted Will Levis in in the first round. They did not. And so now you are – you're just really trying to figure out what you're going to be with this team. And we talked about the New Orleans Saints. That's going to be the team that I think wins that division. Um, but this this Tampa Bay team is going to have a rough season. And it's going to be frustrating for Mike Evans, who is, I think, on a career path to a Hall of Fame type path with the way he catches the touchdowns mm-hmm. and, and has such a great career so far. His numbers are, are showing that so far in his career. It's going to be a frustrating season for him having to, to deal with what they have to deal with this year. Unless I'm seeing things wrong, we got one other quarterback, non-rookie quarterback, Mm -hmm. to to talk about, and that would be Sam Howell in Washington. We'll see. (sighs) Look, you had Carson Wentz a year ago. We'll see? You had Carson Wentz a year ago. You think we'll see? We'll see. What do you think you're going to see? I can't hate it. Why? If you're coming off Carson Wentz. That doesn't Carrie, mean you can't hate this as well. I'll put you under center in Washington. I'll love that based on what you had in Carson Wentz. We'll see with Sam Howell. How many teams made the the playoffs uh, from the NFC East? Last year, three. Yeah. Okay. What, what, what was Washington? Four. Washington was not the one that did. Oh, okay. I'll just I'll just fast track this. So we're just gonna say hate it and move on. We don't have to dig into anything. I hate it because I don't think you didn't even look at a quarterback in the draft. You got you Jacoby Brissett, man. You signed him in the off season. You're set, Kerry. You got your backup. How, Jacoby was in Indy. You you you've seen Indy play a few times. Time yeah, it's not good. I, I, okay. I know. Again, Jacoby is a nice guy. I think he's. He's a great guy. He was in in uh, Cleveland last year. Play. He's been all over the place. He's he's been, he's, uh, he's well liked. He's he is, he, he is a great guy. Right. You know what great guys do? They don't always win games. So I need a stud. And so for me, having Sam Howell there, I love Terry McLaurin. I think he is a special special talent. Uh, Josh J, uh, Dotson came on last year and, and and showed that he could play and could do some really good things. Their running back situation with Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson, kind of a one-two punch. I love that as well. I just don't love the quarterback. And and you can have all of those guys on the outside doing all of those amazing things. And if you don't have a guy that can get you the ball, that division is not going to take a step back. That division, actually, the Eagles got better, yeah, probably. I agree. I, they, no, they, they did. They, I agree. Through the draft and, and through some free agent signings and some 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 losing of some people, they, they, they got better. The uh, New York Giants, I think, got better. They they re-signed Dexter Lawrence. They got some some pieces that they did well in the draft. They added Darren Waller in in free in, in a trade, and so they're well coached. They're well coached. These are two teams in your division that are are going ascending in the in the right direction. I don't know what the Dallas Cowboys are going to do. They are they are who they are. Mm. But I think it's going to be tough. You talked about. Um, who did you say was going to have a losing record? The, the, Tampa. the, the yeah. Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I think Tampa could could have the number one overall pick next year. That's how bad I think Tampa Okay, is. well, they'll be number two. Washington, Washington will be number they'll, two. They'll be right there. They may Honestly, they may they they could be the two teams. They'll be top five. 
Yes. Yeah. And Houston. Least. Houston. Depending on how I good CJ Stroud like is, what Houston did. I do. I do too. <laughs> and we'll get to the rookie, but that that roster still got a long way to yes. go. But what I'm saying is, the, these are two teams that I think could be absolute. Tampa and Washington could be absolutely disastrous. You got this year. six games in your division, and they might not win one of them. I actually just thought of the team that's probably going to have the number one overall oh. pick. It's Arizona. Oh yeah, Kyler Arizona's roster is the yeah, okay because he, he's hurt. Tyler Murray, he's, he's hurt, and that roster's yeah, bad. Yeah. So, but whatever. We we don't. It's they're going to be in the. Top, I think I think top Tampa five. is going to be in the top five in the draft next mm-hmm. year, and I think Washington's going to be in the top five next year. I uh, I wouldn't disagree with that. Let's go to rookies now. All right. Love it, hate it. We'll see. And I don't know how many hate it. We're gonna we're gonna dive into here outside of maybe one but let's start off with the number one overall pick Bryce Young goes to the Carolina Panthers Carrie I think you and I are on the same page here so I'll let you go go ahead yeah I love it yep, I, I think you know for as much as they complained and people talked about oh his size his size he's 5'10 he played in the toughest conference in all of college football he excelled he he succeeded he did all of the things he won a Heisman he led his team against a a Georgia team that had you know how many people got drafted it off that defense from, from they're all in the Eagles, yeah. All, <laughs> I think eight of them are on the Eagles. The Eagles the starting other, defense. The other four are elsewhere. Yeah. It's they. He did a great job his entire career, despite the size that that most people think is an issue. He does everything right on and off the field. He is a young. He is a leader, and you need a leader of men, regardless of what age you are, regardless of where you're drafted, when you're drafted. You got to have a leader of men, and I think Bryce Young is that. He's in a great organization with a great staff that is going to help nurture him and show him the right way to do things and become a pro. So I'm excited for him and what that Carolina team and they, much as we talk about, as much as they did last season, they traded away Christian McCaffrey, Robbie. Anderson was gone. He got kicked off the sideline in the middle of a game. You fired your coach midseason. You you did all of those things, and they still were having a chance to win that division, and they ran the ball down people's throats. Mm-hmm. So if you have a running game and you add some pieces for them, I'm excited for for Bryce Young and that and that Carolina team next year. Carrie, you nailed it. They got better. Yes. They got better after yep. those moves. They did. I like Carol. I like Carolina a lot. I love what they did here. Now I know they lost. I know they traded away DJ Moore. Yeah. Good for Chicago. Good for Chicago for getting the haul that they did and getting DJ Moore. But Kerry, if DJ Moore is in my way of possibly getting a franchise changing quarterback, yeah. then DJ, I'm sorry. You got to go. You got to figure it out. Not you got to go. Yeah. I'm not worried. I'm not losing sleep over over a wide receiver being included in a deal. That could possibly net me a franchise quarterback. I'm with you. I love Bryce Young. I love that they have an offensive-minded guy in Frank Reich who took the heat in Indy with the – he was the fall guy for the, the for, for Chris Ballard, the GM, not finding their quarterback right. over the last couple of years. But let's, let's keep in mind that when Frank Reich had – Philip Rivers on his last leg legs and an offensive line that was still that was still intact. They went to the playoffs, won a playoff game. I think they even won a playoff road game, if I remember correctly. But now that Frank Reich is in Carolina, I think it's a nice landing spot for him. I like that Bryce Young doesn't have a defensive coach. When you have a, a guy that's calling the plays as your head coach, right. there's an extra investment there in your young quarterback. I love that. You know, they did get DJ Chark. They they brought in Adam Thielen. The wide receiver group is not great. <clears throat> Marshall Jr. was there a year ago. Again, not great overall. 
who cares? You can draft receivers second round, third round. In fact, they've get, they got uh, Mingo in the second round this year. Out of Ole Miss. Okay, and, cool. And they've had some – Ole Miss has put out a few players in the last – receivers. In Absolutely, the last yeah. really good. So A.J. Brown being yeah. the highlight. <laughs> um, I, their defense is pretty good as well. I like what they've done defensively. When they you know you bring in Brian Burns, you drafted him first round. J.C. Horn was a first round pick. What two years ago, uh-huh. I believe they brought in Von Bell, the yep. free agent safety out of Cincinnati this year. I like Carolina. I think that this, depending on Bryce Young's development, I th- and don't forget Miles Sanders they brought in too right. to a, a group that, as you noted, was running down people's throats last yep. year with Chuba Hubbard. I like what Carolina did. C.J. Stroud fits more into the we'll see category. Okay. I liked Bryce Young more than C.J. Stroud. Yeah. C.J. Stroud turned some heads in that Georgia game, that playoff Georgia game. He was somebody that I didn't think freelanced a lot. He was somebody that played within the confines of the Ohio State system, mm-hmm. constantly looking at Ryan Day and that coaching staff, getting the play there, and just executing, executing the play. Right. Kerry, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of college offenses that operate that way. I'm not bagging on that. Ohio State, they want to win games, not necessarily develop quarterbacks that are going to be franchise signal callers for the NFL. Right. They're trying to win games and national championships. So that's the best way to do it for them. I don't think that's the best way to develop quarterbacks, though. I think C.J. Stroud's got a longer way to go than Bryce Young, who played in a mix of a spread and a pro pro style, and he mm. ran that offense, Gary. Yeah. He ran it. So I think C.J. Stroud is in the will see category, but the fact that Houston made that move, they got him and Will Will Anderson, the pass rusher out of Alabama, I like what Houston's doing, but it's a will see for me on C.J. Stroud. Yeah, I love what, what, what Houston did as well, going and getting trading back to get to get uh, Will Anderson after selecting C.J. Stroud. I thought it was a brilliant move, and the way that they did it, you know, it's guys that are thinking high level and making sure that they're getting the, the pieces that will allow them to be successful. And for me, I think, it's not enough stock into the fact that these young men played in some of the most important games of their career, the, the biggest games that they could play in, uh, in at the collegiate level. That matters because when you get to the NFL, you understand each game is is it, how impactful it can be. Um, so I'm, I'm excited about the C.J. Stroud pick. I love it. I know you 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 take the Will C approach. Mm-hmm. I think he was the second best quarterback in the draft, and you know everyone was considering whether it would be Anthony Richardson, Will Levis. Will Levis jumped up to maybe being the first one taken. It was it was maddening leading up to it, but I think it played out exactly how it should play out. And I'm excited to see this Houston team because you're in a division where I mean, Anthony, uh, who's going to win it? Who's going to win that division? Who yep. can you put your your stamp of approval on and say you probably say Jacksonville? I would say of, Jacksonville because of what they did. Yeah. But they're still young as well. So mm-hmm. you know when you have young teams, anything can happen. And I, I would say Jacksonville, but Houston, uh, Indianapolis is not a team that I would stick my 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 put my stamp of approval on. Neither is Tennessee. They're both in quarterback situations trying to figure out, is Anthony Richardson the guy? Is Tannehill the guy? No, we got Will Levis. Malik Willis was drafted last year. Yeah. What are we going to do? I think Houston did a really good job, and I'm looking forward to seeing that team play because I think they got a lot more fight in them than, than what people may think. And then you add a new year, first-year head coach in D'Amico Ryans. I want to see that defense fly around, and I want to see Will Anderson do his thing and see what they do. The arrow is pointing up for them, certainly. Yep. Let's stay in that division. You had mentioned Indy and Tennessee. Let's let's go to Indy, who takes Anthony Richardson with the fourth overall pick this year. That was a surprise. It's a will-see for me, yeah. but, but I love the decision. What, what else are you going to do? 
you're Indianapolis. You don't have a QB. You signed Gardner Minshew. So Gardner Minshew can start until I would sit Anthony Richardson the entire year. Because he should, he probably should have went back to Florida from a developmental standpoint. Now, the fact that he got taken fourth overall, hey, you, you, you made, made, the, you right made the right decision, kid. <laughs> but for a develop from a developmental standpoint, Kerry, I think Indy's got to take it slow here. He's got a big arm. He's got all this athleticism. But there's a lot – when you watch Florida last year, there was a lot to be desired from his film. Right. And I'm not a scout. I'm not a QB coach. But just – Foot, just a <clears throat> watching that offense, they was stagnant, and there's a couple. There was there's a lot of times I thought he played better two years ago. Mm-hmm. So something happened there. So I think that Gardner Minshew needs to be the the starter for Indy and just kind of play it slow. But that offensive line, there's a reason why Matt Ryan went from uh, maybe he's got a year left to oh man, this is bad. <laughs> it's over now. And Ryan was playing bad. Yeah. But that offensive line was terrible, mm-hmm. and it got worse last off season. And they thought just by by moving river you know rivers goes out right ryan comes in it's like oh we'll have a similar team no you didn't because they had they did a better job of protecting rivers two years ago than ryan so again i'd feed Gardner Minshew to the wolves a little bit let him run around do his thing but i i love the fact that the colts said we're gonna take our guy here we know he's a project what else are you going to do right. if you don't have a quarterback you don't have anything so you might as well roll the dice with Anthony Richardson. Well, they took the best player available for them, the best, one of the best athletes in the draft. And I think, you know, I agree with you, Gardner Minshew, starting those games and really being your, your, your go-to guy. But I think you also have packages that you set up for, for Anthony Richardson where he can come in, maybe do some, some RPOs, do some uh, zone read type of plays and allow him to get into the flow of the game and then throw some passes. Get yourself acclimated to being a quarterback in the NFL without the pressure of being the day one opening day starter Mm. for an NFL franchise because as you said it's going to be a progress for him learning uh, how he needs to go about his business I'm sure there's going to be a lot of film of him watching Jalen Hurts and seeing his progression and maturation because last year Jalen Hurts compared to this past season 2022 uh, 2021 Jalen Hurts compared to 2022 is leaps and bounds different from from year to year so I think if you get a, a Anthony Rich who becomes a film junkie who's willing and and wants to learn I think he can learn a lot from Shane Steichen and what that staff is going to do uh and and just watching and learning from what Jalen Hurts the things that they implemented for him Shane Steichen to me seems like a very intelligent coach who is going to put his players in the best position to be successful and I don't expect anything different from from Anthony Richardson all right so Tennessee is the last team that I think we should probably talk about I hate it because I don't think I don't think Will Levis is is going to be a good pro I'll say this though and maybe I should should put it in the Will C category because he is a rookie and he deserves every right to prove people wrong but I I just don't I don't think it's going to happen I don't think it's going to happen for Will Levis We'll see what Mike Vrabel does because I think Mike Vrabel is 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 a, an underrated coach. Mm-hmm. But Mike has got to go to his offensive staff and say what is what's the game plan here because Will Levis is not going to be a standard back, back uh, um, uh, drop back passer. Mm-hmm. This is somebody that's got to fit at least initially with the way um, Oklahoma did it with Jalen Hurts and the way Philadelphia did it with Jalen Hurts initially. He's got to be in a six-back offense. You have to you you have to make the defense defend Will Levis's running running ability, or else I think this he's going to be a sitting duck if he does get get some playing time behind Ryan Tannehill. And we'll we'll see what happens with Tannehill. But I think overall Tennessee Tennessee is not in good in a good spot. 
with with their quarterback room right now. Have you seen? I mean, obviously you have. You are an Atlanta Falcons fan. Yes. You saw the, Regrettably. the what the huh? Regrettably. <laughs> But I am. So you you've seen kind of the philosophy that the Falcons have when Arthur Smith became took over everything, mm-hmm. right? He became the head coach. The Tennessee Titans have slowly deteriorated in terms of how they run their offense since he left. You knew Derrick Henry was going to run the ball. You knew Tannehill was going to have some bootlegs. They were going to have some play action, some rollout situations where he was going to be able to be on the run, be on the move, and have success in that regard. There's a. It's so funny when people, you know, don't understand how much coaches can play into the success of a player because of the right system. You're going to have a ton of success. Two years ago, Ryan Tannehill was oh he he's doing great. He led them to the number one seed, I believe, and and they lost to Cincinnati. They were yes, well, they, they were the number one seed. They were the they number lost one at home to Cincinnati. And then after that, you just kind of seen it spiral and trickle and and kind of wilter away. So right. it's it, for me. If they are going to be the best version of themselves, whether it's Ryan Tannehill, whether it's uh, Malik Willis, who we've just seemed to just, I guess, cast away for for uh, a number of reasons, he's just he, not performing he's well. Done. He's done. I mean, and, you got two guys that you're. And now you sign done. Will Levis. You yeah. draft Will Levis. Whether it's any one of those three, probably you know Levis and, and Tannehill, you have to be able to do what they do effectively. There's a big guy in the backfield. Hand the ball off to him. Play action, bootleg, roll out, do all of those things off of that. Get the quarterback moving outside of the pocket. If he's unable to stand in the pocket and read his progression and have him have success that way. Sometimes as coaches, we just got to take ourselves out of it and allow the player to do what they do best and not get so uptight about, oh, do this because this works. No, not for him. It doesn't do what works for him. And if they do that, they could have success again. Carrie, I think the 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 fact what what you just said is one of the most underrated aspects of football, mm-hmm. and it's something that I always reference Bill Walsh a lot because Bill Bill Walsh was let's be honest, he was a, he was a genius. He right. was somebody that knew where the game was headed in the seventies and eighties. Realized at initially in Cincinnati, he didn't have a quarterback mm-hmm. that was going to throw the ball vertically. He was somebody that was accurate and. He could complete. He could complete more accurate passes going sideways. Mm-hmm. Like at the time, it was run the football, throw vertically. Right. And Bill Walsh said, "Well, why don't we run the football and throw sideways yeah. and take advantage of a quarterback that doesn't necessarily have the big arm, but he's got he's got the the accuracy." And then, of course, he gets to San Francisco and he finds the ultimate you know, the ultimate the, guy and perfect for that offense. Absolutely, and Joe Montana. <laughs> they didn't heard that you got uh, Jerry Rice. Jerry outside. Rice. And- <laughs> John Taylor, John Taylor, and yeah, Roger Craig in the back. Of the uh, Dwight Smith, Dwight Clark, <laughs> but Bill Walsh also built that. He yeah. knew, he knew what he had, and he knew what he wanted. He wanted, he wanted to marry his system to the right quarterback, and right. he found him. So, Kerry, going back to Tennessee, Arthur Smith, and you had mentioned the fact that they were the number one overall seed. Go back a year prior to that, they were dead in the water. They had yeah. Marcus Mariota. They benched him. They're like, all right, let's just see what we have with Tannehill. And to Tannehill's credit, he fit perfectly with what Arthur Smith right. was doing. It was Derek Smith's off, uh, Derek Henry's offense, yep. excuse me, and it it flowed from there. Arthur Smith gets to Atlanta. Now they got B. John Robinson. That's a team. He's he he knows how to design a run scheme. I mean, it's, it's going to be, be beautiful. It is. I mean, they really, they're they're going to be. They also know they don't have a good defense, right? So how do you how do you maximize or run minimize it? Run the damn ball exactly. <laughs> Gary just mentioned it. You protect your defense in that way. Tennessee, you're right, Gary. They've gotten away from who they are, mm. and Malik Willis, sadly, he's that's done. 
He's not going to get so developed. It's unfortunate for him, man, because he was – some people thought he was going to be a first-round pick. He yeah. slips into the third round. He has a, a little bit of an opportunity. He wasn't uh, ready. He, he just, yeah, not at all. So we kind of agree that it's a what we'll see, but we lean more toward hate it when it comes to Will Levis. That that's it for the the offseason quarterback movement. Mm-hmm. Why don't we why don't we recap it real quick with this? The new QB for their team, do they make the playoffs? Jets, yes or no? Yes. I'm going to still say no. Really? Yeah. I don't I am Start, they're going to win the division. I don't think they're going to win the division. The Bills are going to take a step back. Leslie Frazier going could, on at defense, defensive coordinator. I could them. see it. They're, they are going to take it. And, and if Josh Allen does not take care of his turnovers, it's going to be an issue going forward mm-hmm. in his career. The New York Jets are going to win the division. <sighs> and I, I'll put them in the divisional round game. I don't know about the AFC championship game just yet. Oh, wow. You got them going. I got them at you least second far. Yeah. I'm I'm being stubborn and hard-headed <laughs> with this, but I've I've made my bed now with with Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. I think that Buffalo, while I could see them take a step back, that's still a good roster top to bottom. Miami, we'll see about Tua, but that was that was a team that did make the playoffs a year yeah. ago. They gave Buffalo some issues too. Yeah. They gave them issues at the end of the regular season and then in the play, in that playoff game. And the Patriots, the Patriots Man. look lost. Yeah. But they got Bill Belichick, so we'll see. Um, moving on here, Carolina with actually, you know, let's let's stick with this. Vegas, I say no. Vegas, I would say no as well. Houston, I'm saying no. No. Indy, no. No. Tennessee, no. No. And Tennessee didn't get a new quarterback, but we're kind of throwing them in the mix oh, with, with Will Lewis. He's going to play. New Orleans. New Orleans, yes. yes. I think they win that division. Yes. Tampa, no. Carolina, I say, is a wild card threat, but they do not make the playoffs. I don't think they make the playoffs. Just, just based on that division, um, I mean, New Orleans, I think, is going to win that division running away. It's not even going to be – it shouldn't be close based on the talent that they have and the defense that they have. I agree. It shouldn't be close. Washington, no. Hell no. You know the team you, – <laughs> you know the team we slighted in all this? It was actually Green Bay. Jordan Love. Uh, yeah, we didn't we, – no, we didn't. We we did exactly what we were supposed to do. Well, we talked to we talked we, about we, Washington. Yeah, we, they had but, Sam Howell. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I think Green Bay. I think Green Bay because because of the over the lack of strength of the conference. I think they're going to be better than you think. You, I would, I I would. Uh, that's a smart I would organization. Take the Chicago Bears over Green Bay this year. Wow. And just, Justin Fields in his second in his in his second year, I would take his second year right for Justin Fields. He was a this third is year. his third year. Third year. I would take. Uh, the Chicago Bears and Justin Fields over you. You talked about it earlier. DJ mm-hmm. Moore. They went and got the uh, the guy Darrell, Darnell Wright out of uh, Tennessee for mm-hmm. the first round pick in, in on the offensive line. I think they're going to be much better offensively. And what Justin Fields did last year is uncoachable. That's the thing. When you got a guy that is that special of a talent, the way he was running the football and having the success, you add. A guy that can catch the ball. I know they went and got Chase Claypool, who we're still waiting. We're still, we're still waiting on I think old he Chase. Is who he is? <laughs> He's the guy that celebrated the first. Day. Yeah, he did. Oh, dropped the ball. Oh, hey, this is you're talking to a Pittsburgh Steeler here. It still does not sit well with me. Kid went uh, to Notre Dame. <laughs> but I, I think that I would take I would take the Chicago Bears over the Green Bay Packers right now. 
I wouldn't, based on the roster. Let me ask you this, though, real quick, and we'll end on this. If Justin Fields doesn't take an, another step, is he out of excuses? Uh, or yes. You, or do you st- but I, I think do he you took still that think- step. He took the step last year. Okay, but so he took the step from a rookie year yeah. to, to last to year. Does he take his next step, though? Because we could we could have said that Jalen Hurts, from his rookie year to his second year when the Eagles made the playoffs, mind you, took, that, took a step. But there was still a lot of question marks. And then, of course, he ended all the conversation a year ago with, with his play. If Justin Fields, let's just say he underperforms expectations, mm-hmm. are you still making excuses? I'm uh no. I, I think if he if he doesn't perform at the level that we need to see from him, then he is who he is. But I, I think that what you get in a in a in an offense with Justin Fields now with DJ Moore, I read somewhere that if DJ Moore had been playing for the Chicago Bears his entire career instead of Carolina Panthers, he would be the leading receiver in Bears history right now. Boy, Which that's tells you an, that is everything on... you need to know about the Bears' history in terms of receivers. DJ Moore is going to be outstanding for him. He's a guy that is going to go up and catch the ball. High point. He's an explosive receiver. And when you have more dynamic athletes on your team, you get to have more success. So I, I don't think that Justin Fields take a st- takes a step back. I actually think with the the – absurd and strange things that Detroit did at the draft. I thought Detroit would be that team in that division with, with Aaron Rodgers leaving. Chicago could potentially be a team that 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 wins that division depending on what and we always forget about Minnesota because they're they're easily forgettable, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> After they won the division last right, year. So Minnesota will probably win the division again, but I think the Chicago Bears could potentially be the second in that division. All right. Let's get into divisions next week. Indeed. We'll we'll do maybe a division two divisions per podcast moving forward. We'll talk about we'll we'll make some early predictions and and dive into just the overall landscape of the division, how much it changed in the offseason, and again, make, make, maybe make some predictions as well. Those will be on upcoming podcast for the Gridiron guys. That'll do it for this week. Appreciate you listening. Uh, I think we're growing little by little, so spread the word. We, we uh, Carrie and I certainly appreciate it, but uh, we just, we're just here talking football, and we appreciate that a lot of people want to tune in, and they've checked out the first few podcasts already. That'll do it for us for Super Bowl champion Kerry Davis. I'm Anthony Stalter. We'll see you next time on Gridiron Guys. Thanks for listening to the Gridiron Guys podcast with Super Bowl champion Carrie Davis and Anthony Stalter. Driven by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Check out the Gridiron Guys podcast page at 101ESPN.com.